everyone, and welcome to this episode of Trust Bites, a Knowledge Center podcast bringing you educational material in a fun and easy format. I'm your host, Andrew Zulsdorf, e-learning developer and coordinator here at the Knowledge Center. In today's episode, we are joined by Yanni Mendoza, Operational Excellence Specialist, to talk about CAPS and star rating. So let's get into it. Today's episode is sponsored by Corporate Compliance. Integrity is at the core of all we do. Compliance is one of the ways we show integrity in our company culture. If you ever have general questions or a concern about a particular decision or action, call us. Trustbridge believes an effective compliance plan is a reaffirmation of our commitment to conducting all business in strict compliance with the laws and regulations while adhering to all principles of ethical business practices. There is reporting, monitoring, auditing, and evaluation services, which include a compliance hotline for anonymous reporting. Trustbridge and their employees may report compliance concerns to their supervisor, department director, or the Corporate Compliance and Privacy Officer, Amanda Tippin. Concerns can be submitted verbally or written. Employees are not required to divulge their identity to submit reports. Reporting can be anonymous. Welcome, Yanni. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. So today we are talking about CAPS and STAR rating. What exactly is CAPS? So for those that don't know, CAPS stands for Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and Systems. The CAPS survey was designed to measure and assess the experience of patients who died while receiving hospice care, as well as the experiences of the caregivers. The survey aims to produce comparable data on patients' and caregivers' perspectives of care that allow objective and meaningful meaningful comparisons across hospices on domains that are important to consumers and create incentives for hospices to improve their quality of care. Official CAPS surveys scores are publicly reported four times each year on the uh, Care Compare tool on Medicare.gov. There are six composite and two global measures that make up the CAP scores. Each hospice's scores are displayed with national and state averages. So you mentioned uh, six composite measures and two global measures. What exactly are those? That's a great question, Andrea. So communication with family, getting timely help, treating patients with respect, emotional and spiritual support, and training family to care for patients are our six composite measures. Our global measures are the rating of this hospice and the willingness to recommend the hospice. Okay, now that's a lot of questions, but how many questions are there actually on the survey? Aren't there a lot? Yes, there are a lot of questions on the survey. There's actually 48 questions on the CAP survey. Wow, that is a lot of questions. It is. And patients, uh, caregivers have to complete all questions? Uh, Yeah, they should answer all the questions on the survey. Okay. If we wanted to look at what questions were on the survey, where could we find a copy of it? So you can find a copy of the CAPS survey in PowerDMS. And you can also find the CAPS buzzwords on PowerDMS. What are buzzwords? So since we're unable to share the survey questions with patients and family, we created a list of buzzwords. So the purpose of the buzzword is to use words in our everyday interactions with patients and family so caregivers are more likely to remember them when they fill out the survey. So for example, if we say, I'd like to provide training on what you can do 
when you have trouble breathing. So the buzzword there would be training. Okay. Instead of using like education, the survey says training. So we want to make sure that we're using the same language. Okay, that makes sense. So who completes the survey? So the survey is designed to be administered to the person who's most knowledgeable about the hospice care received by the patient. And we refer to them as the primary caregiver. So even if the primary caregiver is not physically present during the patient's hospice care, they can still be selected as the primary caregiver. We are responsible for identifying one primary caregiver who is eligible to receive and respond the cap uh, respond to the CAP survey for each patient. They don't necessarily have to live with the patient. They could live out of state or anything like that. Yep, that's right. So in order for the primary caregiver to receive the survey, we just need to make sure that the primary caregiver caregiver box is checked off in the patient's demographics and that the medical record has an address for that primary caregiver. Well, that's good. So is it true that patients have to be unserviced with us for at least 48 hours in order for their caregivers to receive a survey? Yes, that's correct. So to determine the 48-hour period, one would just establish the date of admission plus two days calendar. Also, patients who are pediatric patients do not receive a survey. The, the caregiver won't receive a survey for our pediatric patients. Okay, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. How long do caregivers have to complete the survey? So our survey vendor, SHP, sends out a survey two months following the month of the patient's death. A second survey will be sent out to all caregivers who don't respond to that first attempt about 21 days after the first mailing. So if they don't complete it within the you know first month that they receive it, then they'll get a second one? Yeah, they'll get a second survey for them to complete if we don't receive a response from the first. Can the survey be completed online or phone or how, like, You said mailed out, so obviously it's on hard copy paper, but are there other ways to complete the survey? So the survey can be done via mail or phone, but our vendor, SHP, only does mailings. Um, Surprisingly, national average responses rate for mail is much higher than via phone. So about 47.7 compared to 23% of those that get it by phone. So it suggests to utilize paper surveys versus phone calls. I mean, I guess that makes sense because... They, you're more likely to be truthful on paper where you're not having to say something, right? I mean... Yeah, and they have uh, more time to read through the survey and answer the questions. Absolutely. Okay, that makes sense. So we talked about CAPS, but what ex- is the star rating? Is it different? So the intent of the star rating is to provide consumers with, with an easy um, to understand method for summarizing the CAP survey results and to make comparisons between hospices more straightforward. So the star rating will be publicly reported for all hospices that have 75 or more completed surveys over that reporting period. The star rating uses a one through five star rating system and no half stars are assigned. The star rating is reported every other quarter on the Care Compare website via Medicare.gov. And the star rating is calculated by using top box scores, which reflect the proportion of respondents who gave the most positive responses and adjustments for case mix and mode of survey administration. So some examples of case mixes are response percentile, the length of final episode of hospice care, and the relationship of patients to the caregiver. We only get 
credit for top box, which are best responses. Right. So responses like always and definitely, those are our top box responses on the survey. Yes. It's interesting. So we're trying to improve scores. Obviously, everybody wants to. What are some improvement initiatives Trustbridge is taking in regards to the CAP survey and star rating? That's a great question. So we have worked on question 19, which is training on side effects on pain medication. Have you heard about our pain medication brochure that our clinicians are handing out to patients and family? Yeah, I've noticed that in around the building and then in the admission, is it in the admissions folder? Yes, admissions is, has it as well. So that's actually, that came from question the question 19 improvement process. They created that as part of one of their countermeasures oh. for that um, question. So well, that's um, cool. Yeah. And we're also working on question 27, which is how often did your family get help he or she needed from the hospice team for feelings of anxiety and sadness? We're actually in the improve phase with that project. And we're working on question 12, which is you felt the hospice team really cared about the patient. That is also a work in progress that we are we have a A3 project on right now. That's cool. So we've got a lot of projects in the works and then we'll probably have more as we continue on. Definitely. Also, our OPEX team is attending IDGs once a month to talk about our current CAP scores and star rating. And we've put a visual management board in all of our offices and our inpatient units to let everyone know how their unit and team is doing with the scores and the star rating. Oh, that's cool. So they can see how they're comparing, how they're doing on the survey and everything and what they need to work on. And Yeah, stuff. definitely. It's a great visual to see where they are and how they're getting scored. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So Can staff recommend improvement projects or does this only come from OPEX? No, definitely. I would highly encourage our listeners if they have any ideas or comments or would even like to participate in a process improvement, they can reach out to OPEX at opex at trustbridge.com. We'd love to hear from them, their feedback, any uh, recommendations that they have. If, like I said, they want to join one of our process improvement projects, mm-hmm. um, we'd love to have anyone that would like to participate. And it can be non-clinicals, clinicals, it can be anybody in the organization? Yes, everyone can help out. Whether you're clinical or not, we'd love to have participants. All right, that's that's good. Thank you for joining us. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience before we wrap it up? Just want to let everyone know to keep up the good work. You know, um, Mm -hmm. it is a slow process to see improvement with the CAP scores, but we know that everyone is working hard to get there. So keep up the good work, everyone. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Andrea. This was fun. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Trust Bites. Thank you again to Yanni for joining us and to Corporate Compliance for sponsoring today's episode. We hope you enjoyed learning about CAPS and STAR rating. If you are interested in joining a process improvement or have an idea for a process improvement, please contact Operational Excellence at opex at trustbridge.com. If you've made it this far, don't forget to complete the knowledge check to be entered into a gift card drawing. Also, don't forget to submit your podcast topic ideas. We hope you'll tune into our next episode. Thanks for being with us.